The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. PW Hustle. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. Ronnie's got to tread lightly. Back there with Nyla Rose. Tony comes through. Big Lariat. A lot of Tonys around here. There certainly are, but oh, Bunny went to throw the thrust kick. Storm the headbutt. Wow, that was somewhat unique. And that's still to come our main event the grudge match Darby Allen and Andrade El Idolo. Tony Storm sizing up the bunny, the hip attack in the corner. Or Sting will be with Darby Allen. That's always a pleasure. I boot. See that legend. Tony Storm. Fisherman suplex. Deep cover. No! So close. Bunny able to survive. That's a very, very uh, effective uh, finisher. The Fisherman suplex. I remember uh, Kurt Henning used to, to do one, a, ver a version of that. And it worked for him a great deal. Certainly did very well executed there by Tony Storm. Speaks to the perseverance, the toughness of the bunny. She's got Tony Storm up on the shoulders, maybe thinking Death Valley Driver, center of the ring. Well, that should be it. Can now. the bunny advance to the tournament? No. I think Bunny really thought she had uh, the upper hand and would find a three count in that exchange. It was not to be. The match will continue. Remember, this is a qualifying match for the Owen Hart Foundation yeah. Yeah. Tournament. Yeah. 
The winner will enter the tournament kicking off in May when we are at the UBS Arena on Long Island. This waist lock. Oh, the back elbow, though, by the bunny. Backs Tony Storm up towards center. Thrust kick. Man, that was a hard one. Really hard. The second shot. The second one may have done it. Right down Broadway. And a man, the resilience of Tony Storm is actually kind of incredible. It certainly is able to, to eat two thrust kicks like that, but the bunny looking to take Tony Storm down the rabbit hole. No, Tony convert, uh, counters, German suplex, and now bringing Bunny in. She's got her hook, Storm Zero! This has gotta be it! One, two, three! Man, what a debut! Here is your What an impressive Tony first outing in AEW for Tony Storm. And we know the first names to throw their hat in the ring for the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament coming up this May. A very, very emotional winner. A tremendous victory for Tony Storm. We are watching a war unfold between Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. I was holding the microphone when Wheeler Yuta said, I don't want to be a best friend, I want to be the best wrestler I can be. Look at these chops, the impact. Right now, the striking is overwhelming. Oh, Yuta counters the, the uppercut, high step on the backslide. I think we're seeing a star being made right now, guys. Rolling elbow strike, Yuta. There he comes back. Comes back. Rolling elbow once again, Yuta. German suplex. Nice bridge, two, no. But he maintains the waist lock, does Yuta. Danielson, you can see, shaking out some of the cobwebs there. 22 years ago, I watched Brian Danielson wrestle a match, and it attracted me to him greatly, and that's why we became what we became. I'm watching the same thing here with young Yuta. A great counter by Yuta just to fall down, but boy, left the back open. Now, Danielson, the full Nelson Dragon suplex. One, two, ooh, Yuta able to kick out. See, I saw that little technique by Yuta there. Did you see the way that he grabbed the back of Brian's hand and pulled it away? That's why he was able to escape. This young man has a great knowledge, far beyond his years. I'm very impressed with him. Look at chest. Look at Yuta's chest. Danielson, those hammer and anvil elbow strikes the side of the head. Coloring the blood rushing to the surface. The bruising will be there, the soreness that will be in place. But you see, Yuta is fading. Every strike, pinpoint accuracy on the side of the jaw there. Now the underhooks, Danielson looking for the cattle mutilation. The bridge oh. unit anticipated it. What a counter! Yuta firing an elbow to his own. Yuta got the counter and he's got the offense. Oh, he turns the corner, he's looking for the seatbelt, he's got the legs hooked! One, two, no! Are you sure that wasn't three? Man, I yeah. thought that was the three kick. Yeah. Really that close. The fans are behind Wheeler Yuta now. Yuta, oh no, Danielson counters arm tricks. Yuta over the top, swinging a miss by Wheeler Yuta. Busanko knee! No expression changed. Cool, calm, collected in the face of intense, intense, intense competition. With that one running knee strike, Brian Danielson took all the oxygen out of this building. He 
told the referee to check him. He did, and apparently Wheeler Yuta is still ready to go. Still in it. Wheeler may be on oh. the verge of getting his head kicked oh. in. Uh, oh, we've seen this so many times. Oh, the spit in the face. God. Oh, but Danielson is pouring it on. How insulting. How defiant. And defiant, exactly. Yeah. Uh-oh. Danielson. Got style power. Oh. Executed flawlessly. And we saw Moxley use the power driver earlier. And now, look, it's over ramp, it's over ramp, come on. And finally, finally, the bell is called. Well, that was a hell of a wrestling match. That was physicality, I love that. Oh, uh, that was Brian Danielson. Mr. Ross, Mr. Giovanni, man yeah. with the mask. Um, I'm very, very impressed with young Guta there. That oh, you should that be. Is, is, yeah, man. To be able to, to withstand that much punishment and to keep coming, this beating is going to teach him a lot about this industry. Mr. Regal, I think your silence spoke volumes.
I'm Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Chris DeFerrans. and welcome uh, it's wednesday night and you know what that means it's time for your favorite podcasters favorite podcast about aew dynamite it's the pwc presents the skirmish yes folks we're back at an appropriate time and place uh, for the best in pro wrestling punditry prognostications and absolute motherfucking perfection <laughs> we're starting that out off with cm punk and he will face max caster but before we get to AEW Dynamite. Let's introduce you to your hosts. You're talking to me. I'm Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like bullshit first thing in the morning, or lambs with Noel if you're a pussy and you don't want to cuss. I'm on here with my friend, uh, your friend, uh, the Jimmy T of the PWC from uh, the uh, People's Republic of Australia. Jimmy T, how the fuck are you? How's Australia, mate? Eh, Australia's uh, indifferent for me right now, but I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. We're just talking about cramps off the air, which is making me feel some of that pain, bro. Cramps. It is bad. And speaking of cramps, yeah, tonight's show was a bit of a cramp. It, it was decent, though. Speaking Liked it. I... Uh... Uh, I think if you were to tell me uh, two years ago the show where CM Punk was going to have a singles match, John Moxley was going to have a singles match, and Brian Danielson was going to have a singles match, uh, my reaction would have been, okay, 
what pay-per-view is that happening on? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was excited. It was good. And that's what confuses me, Chris. I mean, every week we're starting to have, like, some big cards, man, for, a, like, a, you know, for a Dynamite. And But, again, there's no real substance on why this shit is happening. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but were we alerted to a Max Caster CM Punk match earlier in no, the week? No, zero there was zero information leading into this at least for me um there might have been something on dark or elevated or darkly elevated darkness of uh elevators or the elevators of darkness or the the house of the black elevators <laughs> or whatever the fuck the new shows are called the house um, of the black elevators i like it well i'm in the dark chris because i didn't know this shit was happening so we're all in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I it, hey, I, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to see it. I love the rap uh, to oh, start man. off with here. That was gold. It was that good that even Punk was fucking laughing through it. Absolutely. Okay, so listen, I'm going to I don't usually do this. I'm going to quote this whole fucking thing. Oh, please. I'm glad you you are because I wanted to do that too, right? But I've forgotten it already. I mean, I know the 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 bullet points of the rap, but like, please. All right. Please quote it word for word. Okay. I'm like Will Smith. I'll slap you if you're smiling, but you look like you smoke more rocks than Hunter Biden. <laughs> that was, that was gold. <clears throat> With your messed up teeth, your movies, the only way I'll ever go to sleep. <laughs> you're not the voice of the voiceless. The ladies say you're the voice of the moistless. <laughs> that was good, too. There's some juice And homie, that. you need to keep back. I'll have you crap in your pants like I'm a Z pack. <laughs> and if anyone Max doesn't get the the, the, the hint, caster, ladies and gentlemen, oh, whoop man. whoop, motherfuckers, <laughs> whoop whoop, absolutely, man. And if people didn't get that last bit, he's making reference to CM Punk in WWE. You know what I'm saying? On the way out, you know, with his Z pack and fucking shitting his pants. So, uh, man, yeah, nah, man. You know what? I thought this was one of his best raps, man. And and you know what he said it with like venom too, bro. It wasn't even in a funny context in the, in a way. It's like he meant that shit. It, it this, this was good. This was really really good. And um, oh God, man, Max Caster, Max motherfucking Caster, big ups, bro. That's all I got to say about it. Man, I've been singing his praises for a long time now, man. And and, and we both have, dude. We both like, have. I swear to God, like. The first week they came out, we both clowned it a bit. And then after maybe a couple of weeks, both of us, both of us for the last two years have been like, man, these guys need a push. Dude, I kid you not, man. I I'm going to say it straight up. But Max Caster is one of my favorites every week to watch, man. For real. Like, I truly mean that, man. And you know what? Anthony Bowen has also, like, started to impress me, man. I think, I think them as a team are so good anyway, man. They both complement each other perfectly. But Max Caster and those raps, dude, is lethal. Yeah, absolutely. I think they make the most sense as a team because Caster, oh, sure. Caster is sort of the in-ring, you know, technician of the group. Although neither of them are like, you know, out of this world great. Oh, but, no. But they're good enough. But Caster, yeah, exactly. They are good enough. I mean, these guys need a run with the titles. They really oh, do. I please. I'd love that, dude. I'd be, you know how happy I'd be if that, that if that was to happen, man. I would be stoked. 
Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So getting into the match here, Punk starts off the match, focusing on the taped up shoulder of Caster. Smart. Yeah. Um, JR on commentary right off the bat says, make no mistake. Uh, this kid Caster is going to be a star. And Jim, Cro- and Jim Ross continues to be the voice of my thoughts. Thank you, Jim Ross. Absolutely. Thank um, you, JR. Even though he's not a kid, man. He's in his mid-30s. I know, but, <laughs> but still, you, you get it. Yeah. And in pro wrestling terms, I mean, mid-30s is still pretty young. Like, lots of guys wrestle till they're 50, you know, very yeah, successfully. Ah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, Caster focusing on the back to start the match off. Uh, Punk takes a sternum uh, bump into the turnbuckle, a la Bret Hart. Um, he's been doing these kinds of things a lot. Obviously, we've talked about it. He's been... You know, he's been studying his Bret Hart tapes, and uh, I appreciate it. I love it. Yeah, is it just me, man? But is Bret Hart sort of becoming an in thing, bro? Because I feel like like suddenly everyone's a Bret Hart guy, man. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely becoming more and more popular within the pro wrestling industry. Um, But again, I feel like a part of that is... You know, he probably would have gotten more shout outs um, from people. He probably would have gotten more attention from people. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I still feel like there's a little bit of heat there with Vince. Like, I still feel oh, like definitely. Vince does not like Brett. I, st- I still feel like Brett, um, you know, I don't know if it's on account of the stroke or if it's just Brett being Brett, but every once oh. in a while, somebody will put a microphone in his mouth and he'll just be like, you know what? Triple H can suck my dick. Oh, <laughs> dude, like, he, he still what, bashes what the- WWE constantly, bro. Still, <laughs> still, even though he's getting a check probably still from WWE at the same time. Um, I think it's more Brett being Brett. Let's be honest, dude. <laughs> even before his freaking stroke, this shit wasn't like, you know, he was, he was pretty bitter, man. And the fact that Goldberg is still wrestling for titles in WWE and he's getting a fat check, I think really burns Brett bad, dude. Yeah, uh, well, it burns me too. Like, it, oh, it, for sure. You're talking about one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time, uh, an not incredible storyteller. Yeah, if not the greatest, um, an incredible storyteller. Maybe the best, um, maybe the best story told in the ring ever with him in Austin at 13. Um, I will still say it now. There is no better double turn in the history of professional wrestling than Austin versus Brett at WrestleMania 13. There really isn't. It just isn't. There's no more compelling story that happened entirely in the ring. Like you you can, you can point to other storylines that have been extremely compelling, like over the course of months and months in pro wrestling. Absolutely. But the story that they told just between the ropes it's fucking perfection. Heck, Wrestling perfection. I dare say that Bret Hart in 1997 was doing some of his fucking best work ever in professional wrestling, not including his WCW debut at the time. But in WWE... Not his fault. <laughs> well, no, it's not his fault. But in terms of his WWE work on his way out, dude, he was, he was the reason why I kept watching WWF at that time over Nitro. I mean, not that I was watching it overnight. I was watching both, right? But yeah. like, you know, he was the best part, in my opinion, of of Raw every week. Absolutely. Yep. Um, just believable, right? Like that's the word you you use to to talk about Bret Hart matches. Well, let's be honest, dude. Is there anyone more believable than Bret the Hitman Hart in many ways? 
I don't, I, I haven't seen them. If, if they're, I mean, Chris Benoit, right. Uh, Kurt right, Angle, but, but when I say believable, guys, but. I'm, I'm not referring to like in the ring, even though in the ring it's, he's believable and Benoit is a good like uh example. But what I mean by, by that is just in terms of storytelling and just yeah. everything, like everything outside of even his in-ring work, because we all know how good he is in the ring, let's be honest, right? But he's yep. so good at everything else. And I think people only now are starting to realize he was that good. When I say people, people like, to, like tend to say, oh, Brett couldn't talk on the mic. Bullshit. Sure, his early days, he was pretty crap, right? Mm-hmm. But later on, man... Please, man. He was compelling on the mic. I mean, listen, you could recreate the superpowers imploding right now uh, with two big main event stars and you could make it feel very natural. You could you could repeat it. Um, You could probably repeat, um, you know, the Warriors Ascension uh, with a with a big star right now. And you could make it feel. (laughs) Yeah, you can make it feel, you know, believable. You can make it feel like it fits. Um, you could recreate Stone Cold's rise. You could recreate The Rock. You could recreate a lot of that stuff. That does Show take charisma, how... though. Oh, for sure. I'm not you saying I mean? that you yeah. can just re- you could just bottle up The Rock because I mean right, then everybody right. would be the fucking Rock. Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> but but no, my point though that I was making was the heel turn that that Bret Hart did, where it was the anti-American thing, where he was <laughs> a face everywhere else, but he was Dude. a heel in America. If you tried to recreate, you could not recreate it now. And if you tried, it would just look like a lame recreation. That's the thing about Bret Hart's work. You can't recreate it without people being like, hey, that's Bret. Yeah, and that's the problem with professional wrestling fans of today's age. The thing is, wrestling fans have got a long memory, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, you just can't do it. Wrestling is one of those things that you cannot really recreate something that was already done and when they do try doing it everyone just bitches about it right away oh we've seen this before including ourselves right i'm I'm not just saying like just every like you know general fan but it's true man you just can't do it and that's the problem like with professional wrestling there's a lot that you is hard to recreate something new but then again it's a blank canvas right you can always create something new if you actually just thought about it for a minute Yeah. You just have to, you have to, I mean, it's like, um, what's the line Ben Hameen always uses, uh, good, good artists, create great artists, steal and make it their own. Well, Um, yeah, that's true. And you have to do a good enough job of making it your own though. Like if you came out with a book right now and and your main character was named Schmilmo Schmaggins (laughs) and the, the point of the, you know, the point of the, the story was that he had to take a, a magical bracelet into the heart of a, of a dying mountain to destroy it. Otherwise the world was going to be taken over by an evil, uh, by an evil ghost being named Shmaron. Uh, <laughs> you know, most people Shmaran, can see Shmaran. That. <laughs> and that's Shmaran the problem. Alert. That's the problem with a lot of modern day wrestling. People are trying to recreate things that have happened in the past and they're not changing enough up to make it, you know, to make you not know what they're doing. I mean, True. Don't get me wrong. I liked the match between uh, Darby and Punk when Punk first showed up, but it was crystal clear very early on that it was just Brett versus Kid. Like that's the, that that was it what was that match it was. actually was. They were recreating move for move, bro, in that match, mm-hmm. and they couldn't even really. Let's be honest. 
they couldn't create even that. Like, you just can't. You can't. And that's the thing. I hate seeing wrestlers being marktards, though, Chris. <laughs> I hate to say it. I'm oh. sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, look, punk, you can't have it both ways. You can't call the fans marktards and then you turn around and do the marktard thing and fucking recreate Brett versus Kid move for move. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you just can't do that shit. You know what I mean? There is no bigger wrestling mark in Chicago than CM Punk. <laughs> if he ever hears this, we're going to get blocked for sure. But he won't even admit I, that. That's what's fucked up. I don't up. care. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> Fuck you, Phil, you fucking marktard. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say fuck you because I haven't had any interactions with him. But I mean, yeah, he's a huge mark. And a lot of people involved in the world of professional wrestling nowadays, they are marks. Um, Absolutely. And even back then, even the people like to say Brett was a mark for himself. I mean, heck, if you got pictures of yourself all over your house, let's be real, Chris, you're kind I mean, of a mark a picture, for yourself. I mean, if you've got a picture of you in a spangly shirt with a world with a world title, literally hanging over your bed, you might want to fuck oh, yourself a little bit. I'll go even one better, bro. If you are a professional wrestler and you have a photo taken with your family, right, a family portrait photo, while all your family is wearing the good old hitman jacket, you're a Mark Tart. I'm sorry. And I love definitely. you, Brett, but come on, man. <laughs> You're definitely a little bit in love with yourself. That's fine. Um, I wonder why his wife fucking left him. <laughs> I mean, I think there was a lot of reasons why that marriage did not last. I know. Um, I'm not going to get into that with, with, uh, with Brett's past. Let's but... not. Let's not. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, Punk wins the match with the Anaconda Vice, which made a lot of sense since he was focusing all of his offense on the shoulder. Uh, good stuff. Tony Schiavone gets in the ring. He wants to know what Punk meant by the belt gesture last week. I wonder. What does it mean? I, what, what did does this that mean, mean? last week? What? What does that? What, <laughs> is, what does that gesture mean? What does that gesture mean? Oh, well, speaking of hangmen and shit, if you know what uh, I mean, when he was doing the self-choke, was he talking about choking his chicken, maybe? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We <laughs> don't know. Um, uh, anyway, Punk fuck. says, uh, you know, everybody here knows what that meant. And of course we do. I don't know what kind of idiot Tony Schiavone's meant to be here. <laughs> what, what does that mean when you make that belt gesture? I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> maybe, maybe he needs a belt to hold his pants up, Chris. Maybe. Uh, he wants a shot at whomever is champ uh, after <laughs> next week. because He's not sure who's going to be the champ. It's going to be Adam Cole, Bebe. Nah, it's or if still he's gonna, gonna be, be hangman, or if he's gonna be staring down the barrel of some cowboy shit, which was a bunch of mixed metaphors. You mean together. JBL? Wasn't I thought I saw fucking John Bradshaw Layfield tonight? I don't know, but he. I mean, if if JBL was there, he'd make everybody look tiny, and it would be ridiculous. Well, it would be almost like it would be almost like if you were trying to push like two other tag teams, and then you had like this giant from the past who was like, let's uh, say six foot six, and let's he's say six he's eight even, <laughs> and and let's say that he's now allowed to do as much steroids as he wants. So oh, he literally looked like he was four times the size oh, of his sons God. and two times the size of the other people <laughs> in the tag match. Imagine how stupid that would be. Oh my God. <laughs> No, no, but for real, man, I'm pretty sure Hangman was conjuring JBL tonight. He came out in a Tesla with horns on it, and it was white. It's Just the saying. gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. Extremely gay. 
I I don't is that his character? Is he is he gay? Is that is he <laughs> Well, if you go by that being the elite video I was showing last week, you, there might be a case for that. There's nothing super, wrong with that. Nothing wrong there. Super lame. Listen, yeah, I don't care like if that's your character. If your character is <laughs> I'm a gay cowboy, uh cool. Let's let's do something oh, with it. Shit. I'm serious. Uh, like listen, man, if Broke Bowen's mountain, wanted to mate. lean in Listen, if if Bowen's wanted to lean into like the fact that he's that he's gay, I'd be totally down with it. Or if they wanted to have a gay character and really lean into it, I'd be totally fine with it. I would even be perfectly accepting of a gay character in AEW who was just like, yeah, I'm gay. Let's not focus that's on it. it. Let's, right. Yeah. Like being actually normal. <laughs> exactly. Like most gay people. Most well. gay people are not walking around the fucking village going, oh my God, did you see this that happened at the Oscars <laughs> last night? Will Smith went up and he just slapped Chris Rock like a bitch. <laughs> well, That's well, not how most gay people are. That no, really isn't. Most gay but, people are normal as fuck. But there are a lot of fluffies out there, bro, like that too, man. And don't get me wrong, I've got gay friends, bro. And especially one gay friend. I'm not going to get on the tangent about gay people, but I just want to say... Like when he's hanging around the boys, and I use that term lightly, he like you know the actual boys, not his boys. If you get my not drift. the ass boys, I not the ass boys, but the boys, right? He's normal, dude. Like he talks mm-hmm. like a man. You wouldn't even think he's gay when he's around. He's boy boys, but suddenly he gets like this, and uh, and it's like, yo, dude, what's up with that shit, man? But uh, yeah, look, each to their own. Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I would, I would honestly, I would, I would kind of like to see that in professional wrestling at some point. Like I would, I would legitimately think that it would be good to see a gay character who is like a a face, right. And who was gay and who was open about the fact that he's gay, but who was also just like, all right. Yeah. Like I'm gay, but I also am really good at professional wrestling and that's what I want to focus on. Well, let's be honest. Bowens is as as gay as he is. <laughs> he's gay, right? He's pretty gay. He's pretty gay, but he you you wouldn't pick it right off the bat, man. I think he does well not actually, you know, putting it out there that he's gay. Like I, I, I think I like so too. That. It's not offensive. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? It, it's it's fine. I'm just I'm just saying that I wish like if it's Bowens, right? If it's me booking it, right? You have Bowens. You have the. You have some kind of thing where people are subtly hinting at it, right? And it it becomes a thing. And then he just comes out one one day and he interrupts the people who are hinting at it and he says, "Yeah, I'm gay. Like, can we get over it now and get back to wrestling? Because that's what this show is about. Well, I it's not about you. it's not about who's fucking who. We don't right. like." Daniel Bryan doesn't come out every week and talk about how he fucks Brie. Like that's hmm. not what we do. We we focus on we focus on wrestling, and that's what this show is going to be about. And that's what I want to focus on in my career. I would love a character like that, man. That would be super cool. Well, well, let's be honest. If Bowens was in WWE, say circa '98, '99, I guarantee you they would absolutely point out that he's gay. 100%. He would have been coming out. He would have been coming out wearing a feather boa. Like, let's oh, be real. He would have been the Velveteen Dream. Like, the, yeah, the real Velveteen Dream, if you know what I mean. And and I didn't mean that to rhyme. And I'll guarantee that Drew the King Lawler would be calling him a flaming fag. I yeah, I mean that, just was, saying, that would probably that, have happened in WWE. That's what that's, he was doing. That's what he was doing during that time. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's lame. Like I said, you can 
you can do the whole like you can include gay people in your in your stories without making them caricatures too do you know what right. i'm saying like do we like, need to like, point out like all the time that they're super gay no that's what i'm saying like we don't point out every single match that cm punk is married to aj lee that's not yeah. a thing that we've talked about since aew became became a thing i forgot all about it <laughs> Put it right way. as far yeah. as as far as aew is concerned like cm punk could be gay we don't know and i that's fine do you know what i'm saying we don't not everybody who's gay has to lean into it like that i just i don't mind i don't mind the openness for a character for a character but I'm just saying it doesn't have to be a caricature either. Like it can well, be like a real person who happens to have same-sex attraction. No, absolutely. And But to be fair, Chris, let's be honest, man. The way CM Punk fought in the octagon was pretty gay, bro. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like... He, was, he was definitely limp-wristed uh, <laughs> and limp-legged and oh, limp-armed. Limp-armed. Limp everything. Yeah. He's just a limp dick, in other words, Chris, right? It's I just... mean... But anyway. <laughs> no. Okay, so MJF cuts a promo backstage saying that the pinnacle is still a thing. I have my doubts. Sure. <laughs> um, have Jay my Lethal doubts versus John Moxley. Um, okay. Mox enters wearing a Blackpool Combat Club hoodie. So um, that's the thing? They're from England now? Apparently. Also, I still say Wild Thing doesn't fit this guy. I. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I was I I would have agreed with you originally, but you know what? As fucked up as this is, and I hate the damn song, it's grown on me now. <laughs> like as in, even though I've fucking heard it for how many years anyway. But like, for whatever reason, it kind of suits Moxley for me now. I think I'm cool with it. Like I, I'm not hating on it like I used to. Yeah, I still feel like here's here here here's here's why it really stood out to me today. Jay Lethal comes out, and his entrance theme is like is a pretty mess. hard. It's a mess, bro. I'm not going to yeah, lie. But, I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? Like, what is it? Like, it's just... It's like... Right. What is it? Like, uh, it's But it's chaotic noise. and it's yeah. heavy, right? But, and but to me, John Moxley is chaotic and heavy. Right. And Lethal really isn't. Yeah. Lethal really is more polished and smooth. Like, he understand. should be coming out to... He should maybe be coming out to Wild Thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's not You're even like, a wild guy, though. Off. No, yeah, but... but just because the, I mean, you could, you could put Ring Around the Rosie and rename it as Hardcore Mosh Pit, and it still wouldn't. It would still sound like Ring Around the Rosie, right? Yeah, like, like Ring <laughs> Around the Rosie. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's my here's my first comment from the match. So Jay's really just here to be a good hand, eh? Yep, and you know what? I I I saw his frustration, but I mean, we both knew he was going to lose this match. Let's be real, right? But I really didn't want him to. I actually wanted him to go over in this match because I feel like he needs a big scalp. So what is he? A good hand, like you said, Chris? Is that what he's going to be? Or is he going to get relegated straight back down to the ring of honor? I don't know. And I feel like if that's the plan, if the plan is for him to go back to ring of honor and everything, they need to get him some big wins anyway so that what when he man? goes back to ring of honor, it doesn't feel like ring of honor is the secondary promotion because why would you do that like there's well, no point in doing that if you're uh, gonna if you're gonna run ring of honor alongside aew the point is to try to build them both up at the same time so 
if you want Jay Lethal to go back to Ring of Honor and be your star for Ring of Honor, you have him beat some main event guys from AEW. Not win the title. That's not what I'm suggesting. But you have him beat some guys who are considered main eventers. And then when he goes back to Ring of Honor, he can credibly say, you know, I, I was in AEW and, you know, I beat some of their best guys there too. So the Ring of Honor championship is at least equal as the AEW championship. And then you have two promotions that are strong instead of artificially making Ring of Honor your NXT, which I don't well, like. I don't mind it being the NXT because let's be honest. I mean, Ring of Honor is nowhere near on the level of AEW anyway. And realistically, not right I, now. Not right now, but with a billionaire owner, it might get there. Well, it was always owned by billionaires, pretty much, except yeah, for the start. I, the start. Yeah, but you like, know, but you, but you know what I'm talking about. I Sinclair doesn't saying. give a fuck about professional wrestling, and Tony Khan is obsessed. Right. I don't know, man. Uh, for me, it's seeing is believing first before, like, yeah. I give my verdict on that because I'm not sure. I'm not saying I think they're going to revive Ring of Honor to like to a great status or anything. I'm just saying it's possible. I hope so. Look, I hope you're right. It's only it only benefits professional wrestling as a whole. But if we're gonna, I just don't see. I can just see AEW being the superior company, as in the way they're gonna book shit. It, whenever AEW face Ring of Honor, I just see it being like AEW's like the company, and then Ring of Honor. Like I don't know, but hopefully I'm wrong. I, I do want to see it at least back to. You know, like around the, that 2016 or 2015, 2014 to about 2016 sort of era where it felt like it was sort of growing again at that point. Like yeah. it was getting big, 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 and then All In happens, and then AEW happens, and then Goodbye Ring of Honor pretty much. Like, that you know was I mean? basically the end, yeah. It was the killer. It was the real killer, man. AEW is what killed fucking the shindy fucking feds, bro. Like, for yep. real, it really did. But one more thing about Jay Lethal. TK, since you fucking own Ring of Honor and you seem to be very easy on the pockets, you know what I mean, with music rights, how about you give Jay Lethal his fucking Ring of Honor theme back? That was a killer theme. Yeah, it was good. I, I, I'll agree with that. I liked it. And uh, it suited Jay better because Jay why, is... Why? Like, Especially when he was a heel, dude, and he was the champion Ring of Honor, man, that... Like thing was awesome, dude. Yep. No, there's. Uh, I feel like there's. Uh, I feel like sometimes TK like has a song and he's like, "Oh, I really like this song. Everybody will really like this song." And no. Just, yeah. No. You're right, man. It's true. I mean, fuck. I mean, I felt like we sort of saw that with Tony Storm tonight too. Like I oh, just felt like her entrance geez. theme was. It, it just sounded like a heart cover band. It wasn't good. <laughs> Don't get me started on Tony's fucking debut, bro. We'll get there, though. We'll man. get there. <laughs> yeah, Jesus we'll Christ. get there. Um, okay, the match here between Jay and Moxley was a good mm. one. Heavy shots from Mox. Great smooth match. counters from Lethal. A absolutely. The, there was a good story in this match, too. And sure. it, it felt like Lethal was getting drawn into the heavy ex exchanges, which were clearly going to favor Moxley because Mox is the bigger guy. Um, and it felt like... It felt like the announcers were kind of, you know, taking us on that journey too, where it was like, Lethal's making a mistake here. He should not be exchanging against Moxley. 
And I love that. I love that, man. When the so when the actual story that's going on in the ring matches what's going on on commentary, it, it can just be so fucking great. It's true, and I agree with you, but it can also be a cop-out. And I felt like it was a cop-out for Jay Lethal to lose. You know what I'm saying? And why he's going to lose. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. They're treating him like a rookie, dude. The guy has been fucking wrestling for 20 years plus now. Yeah, they're talking about that's that's another thing. That was one thing that was a little inconsistent on commentary. They're te- they're they're telling you these are both former world champions, but then they're talking about Jay Lethal as if he's making stupid rookie mistakes. And it's yeah. like, dude, he's been in wrestling for twenty something years. If he's not already good at this shit, like, <laughs> and he's a sorry. great fucking worker in the in between those ropes, man. His matches are great, bro. Like, he's he fantastic. Work- fantastic he can work with anybody and he can pretty much work any style you want you want that in-ring style no problem he can work that you want some high-flying shit he can do that too you want to get down and gritty like a moxley fucking type he can even do that heck he can even be macho man or rick flair whenever you want him to so the guy is pretty like he's he's pretty rounded man like he really is and i think he deserves so much more credit even he will tell you that really he's he's no big deal but even though he you know he's done so much in professional wrestling though well and he's just so good like he connects with the crowd too that's it i mean like there were at least two spots in this match where the crowd bit on him winning and they wanted him to i wanted him to win too bro straight up yeah, I'll admit that I was also in that camp thinking, man, that would be good for Jay Lethal to get a win here. And, you know, Moxley, he's moving into, like, the tag team division and stuff. So well, maybe yeah. we could... What's going on with Mox? Why was he in a singles match this time? Like, was was Regal out with him this time? He wasn't, was he? No. So why was Regal out with Danielson? You can't have you it both me. ways. Yeah, it definitely came across as a little bit stilted uh, this yeah. week. I think that the way that they... You know, the, the way that they allowed it in their head was, well, we'll have them come out wearing a Blackpool Combat Club hoodie, and then it'll be clear cool. that they're, they're still together. But it wasn't really enough. And again, if you're going to be having them, go, you know, move into the tag team division, you could have a situation where something happens and Jay gets the win. It doesn't have to be 100% clean. But right. yeah, I, I was feeling the same thing the crowd was feeling. You know, in a couple of those spots, I was like, please. Ah, oh, fuck. But we both knew subconsciously it wasn't going to happen, but fuck, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, he really needed this win, and it wouldn't have hurt Moxley. Like, really. No. It Moxley's, Moxley's really almost bulletproof in this company. He is, man. It, like, And that's the thing, man. You would have thought someone like a Mox would have been like, yeah, you know what, Jay? I'll, I'll give you the win today, man. You know what I mean? You should get the win. But all these motherfuckers come across as fucking... I don't want to say selfish, but like, and I get it, but there's nothing to protect right now when it comes to Moxley in this type of matchup anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, Mox finishes with the dirty deeds or whatever the fuck he calls that uh, double arm DDT. Um, he offers a handshake. Lethal accepts after some, after a little bit of reluctance and right. uh, he walks away from the ring, kind of holding his head. Like he's frustrated. I feel like he really is frustrated. Cause if I was him, I would be too. Yeah, I mean, he's going out there. He's having great matches, but he's taking the pin. It's how happy can you be in that position? Well, hopefully it leads to that heel sort of uh, Jay Lethal, man, because he's great as a heel, man. 
Yeah, well, I mean, in Ring of Honor, he was fantastic. And that's what I'm hoping, you know, he comes back to the greatest wrestler ever type of gimmick that he was that he had, where he had the Ring of Honor, uh, if I remember, if memory serves me, he had the pure title and the world title at one time. Like, mm-hmm. man, like, give us that fucking lethal, man. I'd be down. Um, all right, so next up here, uh, Marina Shafir gets a video package. It's a bunch of stuff she's done on dark cool uh, you know what dude did was correct me if i'm wrong but weren't they advertising she was gonna wrestle tonight i don't i i missed it if, if they were i i'm so completely disinterested in anything in, involving marina shafir that i mm-hmm. i wouldn't have known if they did so well she's apparently been killing bitches on fucking dark and dark elevations and elevations in the House of Blacks, yeah, and uh, that sounds bad. <laughs> the House but, uh, of Black elevators, black elevators up in the fucking escalators, bro. Yep, uh, the moving walkway of darkness. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, fucking hell, man. Well, apparently, stuff. and then I could have sworn they were saying she was going to be in a match, but I guess she wasn't. She was not. Okay, so FTR versus uh, the Gun Club. The ass boys get a loud heel reaction from the crowd here. That ass boys chant is not going away. I'm confused, um, bro, about these ass clowns, ass boys, guns, kids, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Why were they hanging out in the crowd for the last three weeks with no explanation? And here we are. They were sitting on their ass. Oh, boys. Ah, I like it. I like what you did there, Chris. Nice. Uh-huh. Nice. Touche. Do you get it? Touche. Touche. Yeah. Uh, as in, as in tushy, as in tushy. bums, as in, as in ass bums. boys. That's right. Tushy. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I actually think that the the gun club did a pretty good job in this match showing off their athleticism. They were annoying, which is something that they're supposed to be. Which is FTR what doing, do a, right? Yeah, FDR do a great job of showing their personalities along with some classic tag psychology. I love that there was a point there where uh, – one of the gun club kids got in and did like that whole like shooter thing that he does sometimes where he looks like he's like a little kid playing cap guns. <laughs> and then, uh, and then FTR like totally smoked him. And then the one guy from FTR like did the cap gun thing, but like with a <laughs> ridiculous look on his face, like you look like an idiot when you do this. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Really and good FTR, stuff. Uh, where are we going with FTR, bro? Oh, they're turning face for sure. They are face. Yeah. He's going to be a bad face turn, bro. I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I feel like they're better as heels because I feel like they're oh, absolutely better. fucking money as heels. But much I've never really better. seen them as faces. And if if their face personalities are like this, where like they're just dominant and they're also kind of smart asses with the heels that smart they're asses. against. I feel like they're pussies, especially fucking Hardwood, dude. He's become oh. a fucking... A puss, bro. Well, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, maybe the real life thing, but I, I feel like they, I, I feel, I feel like they could pull this off. Um, uh, I don't know, bro. I'm not feeling it, man. And it's more fucking with Mister Hardwood himself. Like, dude, get over the Shawn Michaels thing. We get it, right? And yes, it's all about family. We get it. But yeah. Well, anyway, they managed to pull off an actual hot tag in this match, which 
I thought died like a decade ago. So put <laughs> on them. Um, I, I just, I love FTR so much. Wardlow lays out security on his way to the ring to apparently get at MJF. What's happening in the ring for the four minutes that this is going on. We don't know because they don't even cut back to the ring um for a solid four minutes i'm not exaggerating for a solid four fucking minutes it was like is the match over did someone get a pin is somebody hitting somebody with a chair is there an electrocution happening is someone (laughs) being crucified is there a sex show happening on stage right now we don't know because we aren't even cutting back to it for four straight minutes guys come on like yeah (laughs) we were kept in the dark chris literally (sighs) fuck man like (laughs) production 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 this needs to be gone over this needs to people need to be there there needs to be somebody there going we've been on this backstage thing for too long we at least need to switch back to the ring for two seconds and then come back like we've got to at least sw- at least do a double like and or they could do a double screen right do right. something where not you're not just leaving me in the dark for four minutes about a tag match that i was watching well it's all about dark in aw bro so <laughs> You know, this is nothing new. This is what they do, bro. Like, they just don't tell you what the fuck is going on, as per usual. That's right. They they tend to treat the fans like they're mushrooms. They feed us <laughs> shit and keep us, keep us in the dark. <clears throat> uh, which is a whole bunch of fungus, right? Fungi. That's right. But not fun guys. Just fun <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, so Wardlow gets taken away by security eventually. Um... And I like the finish to the match. Uh, although, I mean, yeah, Billy Gunn jumps up on the apron. He towers over FTR, <laughs> who basically managed to use him as a distraction in order to hit the big the big rig for the win. Um, there's some dissent afterwards. MJF gets in the ring. FTR kind of like unsure about like, you know, are we really still a part of the pinnacle? But they do uh, sort of hold up hands together and, they stand tall at the end of this segment. Right. And you know what's even more dopey? So we, we seem to be getting something going on with the pinnacle, right? But then they challenged the young fucking bucks later on. Yeah. And it that seemed so strange to me. Like, why? Bipolar, Chris. Bipolar. I'm sorry. But that's exactly, or should I say schizophrenic booking? It's like, where did that come from? Because it was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna challenge, like, you know, uh, next week we're gonna become the ROH tag team champions. Which, I mean, why even mention it? Nobody gives a shit. Like, you haven't made any announcements about what's gonna happen. Well, you know, they've they've already. uh, Well, Supercard of Honor is coming up, as most people know. I think it's this week, maybe or no. But what I mean is. What's happening after that? Because who gives a shit if you're the if you're the tag team champions of a company that's completely defunct and not running shows? Well, they kind of are starting to run shows again, but well, well I don't know, man. Like I said, this is like now that TK has taken over fucking Ring of Honor, it's it's bipolar booking is spreading over there, bro. Like it's yeah. it's haywire booking, it's it's crazy booking, and. Last I checked, they're wrestling them boys for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, yet there's no hype. Zero hype on AEW. There was at one stage, but yeah, AEW just doesn't give a flying fuck. 
which is so disappointing. I mean, of all the disappointing things this year, that's got to be one of the big ones for me. It's like, guys, you've got ready-made money. Just sitting there ready to print. All you got to do is hit the button. That's it. Just hit the button. Money print. And and, and the thing is, Jay and fucking, you know, the Briscoes are not doing anything wrong. They're trying, bro. Uh You know what I'm saying? Like Jay and Mark Briscoe. They're getting as much, like, they're getting stuff over with the exposure that they have. Can you right. imagine how over they could be with some more fucking exposure? Well, yeah, but pff, that's why I, I, I want to know. Look, I, I know TK is not going to le- he's not going to do a Vince McMahon and just leave Ring of Honor in the dust. Obviously, right? Mm. He clearly wants to like keep it running, and I'm sure he is. Obviously, but don't neglect it either, man. If you can't fucking run one company, let alone another one at the same time. Then let somebody else fucking handle that shit. Bring back Gabe Sapolsky or some shit. Ayer Bin Hamin. Oh yes, Bin Hamin. Absolutely. Fucking oath. Not bro. a joke. Like, no, that's not that's a joke. legit. That's legit. It's Fuck. not because, you know, we're bin guys or anything like that. We're literally saying that. Like as you know, no, I, I am a bin guy. I I'm I'm absolutely a fucking bin guy, and I'm a bin guy because bin fucking tells everybody what should be happening in professional wrestling. You know, it, it's true. Like, and it's not just him. It's most of the people on the on on the platform. It's most of the people on Hami Media in general. The, these guys are smart guys. They know what to do to tell interesting and innovative stories in it's professional true. wrestling. Shout These guys to, should to have HMG. a fucking job writing. It's they true. absolutely should. Well, some of them pretty much do. Like, you know, our boy, good old William Alessia, shout-outs to him. So I mean, cool. you've got fucking you know, Huckleberry as in Rick Vickery commentating these days for, like, you know, in Cleveland for, for some indie promotions there and OVW. And, I mean, shit, Jago, I mean, it goes on and on. So, you know, Silvio's we've got, got a job with Silvio, uh, GGP, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stevie Richards. I mean, I can keep going. So there's some yeah. great minds, even Rip Rogers. There is some great fucking minds over there at HMG. And for whatever reason, no one wants to utilize them right now, which they should. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I really feel like there's a team there at HMG. Like, I really feel like there's a team there that Hameen could easily put together that would be really groundbreaking in terms of what they could bring to a professional wrestling audience um like on mass do you know what i'm saying i know they're all doing stuff i know they're all oh, like course. they all have their own brilliant things that they're doing but i mean you put them all together and you say okay guys you're gonna be the the writing staff for ring of honor go i just feel like they would knock it out of the fucking park oh like, for sure and and not to mention we forgot to mention even the vet bro he's also a rip rogers guy i mean serena deeb is even a freaking hamin fucking uh peep as well and a rip rogers girl shall i say you yeah, know what i'm I, saying man it, there's so many again like I, I i didn't not mention the vet on purpose it's there's so many people yeah. you know with hmg i mean and i i know that people have a tendency to think that he's more of um I know that people have a tendency to think he's more of like the managerial type, but like Big Ray Hernandez is fucking oh, brilliant. How the fuck did we not mention Big Ray? Absolutely. His dad was a professional wrestler too and a professional boxer, man. 
Like he these guys it. are He's all these guys guy and too. girls. Yeah. yeah, these guys and girls are all brilliant in terms of professional wrestling. And it seems like it seems like TK's like, no, I want to be in control of everything. And it's like, dude, you suck. Like, Hi, man. He reminds me of a little sport kid in his freaking sandpit playing with his fucking toys. You know, you got your Ring of Honor fucking little toys over here and you got your little AEW toys, not to mention all your WWE toys that you promised you were never going to fucking bring so many in. But uh, yeah, TK. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of former WWE toys, Chris Jericho. Uh, is backstage with the JAS. They say that uh, plenty of people want to join uh, the JAS. There's lots of people all over the professional wrestling world who who want to be members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. But, you know, it's just us five and nobody else gets to join and everybody else can fuck off. Kingston and LAX jump them backstage. The fight makes its way out to the ring. Kingston bites a lot for a street guy. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm getting over Kingston. I feel like this is going to make him a little cold, bro. Yeah. Anyway, for about three and a half minutes, three guys beat up five guys, which makes me wonder why anyone would take them serious as a threat ever again. Eventually, Hager takes the advantage back for JAS, who have a pretty thorough beatdown of LAX. And um, this just went on too long, too. Like, at a certain point, it was going on so long that I was like, Huh, I wonder who's going to come out now because it just felt like this beatdown was going on for so long. It was like, oh, is homicide coming? You know? Oh, uh, yeah, I thought that too, actually, funny enough. I was thinking it's homicide coming, right? But nah. Nope. I guess nope. the Boricua's uh, fucking. A really uh, long beatdown. And they keep getting their asses fucking handed to them, bro, like all the time. That's the second time in a row that they've just gotten their ass handed to them. So. And they're the maybe ones that fucking jump them. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to, like, I don't know, man. I feel like if you're going to jump some people, you need to fucking know you're going to win. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, dude. Uh, like, it is, 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 well, look at fucking Santana and Ortiz, for example. It's like this. Hey, the it's whole, bad. Their whole run. Their whole run is oh, up Oh, it's down, so up, up and down. down. But same with Kingston. Every time you think he's, he's getting his comeuppance, they bring him straight back down to earth, bro. Like... And now he's getting his ass handed to him again. What was that win over Jericho for? Nothing at all. And nothing. It done nothing for him except for that night initially. Yeah, exactly. And this just kind of reeks of a guy with enough clout saying, oh, that guy's getting over. I want to work with him. Oh, absolutely. You read my mind. Let's be honest. It's this is Jericho's a smart guy, bro. Very smart guy. He's, he's from very Winnipeg. smart. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, arguably, he's from, he's born in New York, though. I mean, yeah, yeah he's from Winnipeg. <laughs> Fuck I know, I know. That's true. I'm just being a cunt. But I know. But um, I think Jericho is so calculated in the way he books himself and the way he portrays himself. Like he wins no matter what. It doesn't matter that he lost to fucking Kingston. Right, yeah. He got him over, but did he get him over in the long run? I don't know, bro. I think all it does is get Jericho over in the long oh, run. Oh, yeah. Le Champion is going to find a way to get over. Le Champion is Le Shark in the fucking mm. back too, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. Not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just the beast. Don't trust anybody in professional wrestling. That's, Hell no. <laughs> that's the... Absolutely not. 
that's the lesson to take here. Um, Mark Sterling is backstage with Jade uh, to announce her 30th opponent. Uh, first, he says it's going to be the librarian, which hey. I I don't know if that was meant to be funny. Uh, hey, she walks in. The librarian was a great workout one stage. Do you remember Blue Pants in WWE by any chance? She was pretty yeah, over. Yeah, she was in NXT for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, she was over in NXT as Blue Pants. Everyone used to chain Blue Pants. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> like that's saying. one of those things where, like, it works for Orange Cassidy because he's there for a couple of weeks. And then you're like, oh, this is all he does. Never mind. I don't know. She was pretty over in NXT at one stage, man. But uh, then she became a librarian. And then uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on with her. I don't even know why she's still, like, under contract for, for you know. But, yeah, please continue. Sorry. Well, anyway, uh, Jade rejects uh, her as an opponent and uh, says, who's the other possibility? Mark Sterling says... It's uh, Marina Shafir, and he says it in a way like people are supposed to be impressed or worried for for Jade to win. Why would we be worried? We've never fucking seen her opponent before. She has been. TK, you're a fucking (laughs) idiot, man. Like, oh, well, my God. Well, apparently you watch. It's going to be a tight match, that one. It's going to be so I'm worried. Bad. I'm yeah, actually Marina Shafir is not a good wrestler. And Jade is not a good wrestler. Like, she's great at everything else. She's a star. I'm just saying she's not good in between the ring. Like, she's... Well, yeah. I haven't watched her matches on Dark or Elevations of the House of Black. Elevations, whatever the fuck it's called. But going by the IWC, apparently she's been pretty good on Dark and, and whatnot, man. So... I don't know. I haven't seen her shit, but from what I'm gathering, she's very much improved. I, I don't trust anything the IWC says anymore, dude. Well, that's I, a good I point was, too. <laughs> I was told that Maki Ito was going to be a superstar. So She was I, funny, man. Come on. Like, I mean, she made me laugh, bro. She also can't work. Like, at oh, all. Well, that's, you know, at least she's entertaining, though, like in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So are porn stars. Uh, the, like... that doesn't mean you put them in professional wrestling matches or do Um, you (laughs) because there's been a few porn stars that have actually wrestled but anyway we'll get into that with the whole Uh OnlyFans thing here later Uh um mrs brian (laughs) brian danielson versus wheeler yuda uh man brian is so damn good at this i I just i'm watching this match and just thinking man wheeler yuda is is not a bad worker like he can move pretty good he's got good athleticism oh, he's a great worker but he needs to thank his lucky stars that he gets the opportunity to wrestle with somebody like brian danielson not just that he elevated yuda bro he fucking yep. i felt like and you know both of us aren't really fans of yuda but you know what by the end of this match you know what i mean he made me think like you know what man this this motherfucker ain't too bad after all and that's thanks to thanks to brian danielson and that's how you pull people over chris i'm not talking yep. about you i'm talking about jericho that's a good example yeah. even though he lost yuda he still was put over yep and and okay so and it's not just brian danielson who put him over it wasn't just that the commentary of this match right. with Absolutely. william regal being like 
oh, I'm really impressed by this. Or, you know, there was like a point where he kicked out and sort of countered something. And, you know, Regal was like, oh, did you see what he did with his shoulders there? And it's like, yeah, yeah. he's he's subtly dropping these hints of like, Mr. hey, this Masked kid actually guy. knows a few things. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Masked Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, that's it. Mr. Masked Man. I sound like so I said good. Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> Mothra. Hail Mothra. <laughs> Hail Mothra. Anyway, uh, fucking Yeah. But this was a this was a really, really good match. Um yeah, Danielson wins after it looked like he kind of got pissed off because Yuda like came pretty close and Danielson was just like Oh no! Fuck you! I'm gonna kill you now. Not only um, does he kill him, bro, he starts spitting on him while he's stomping a mud hole on his face, bro. Yeah, good That's stuff. Fucking good match. Hard, bro. <laughs> and Regal added a ton to the story of this match. No doubt. Great work by William Regal, Absolutely. as expected. I mean, of course, of course, he's he's a, he's a very great gentleman, Mister Regal. He is. You actually, we should call him his lordship. His lordship, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but he's from Blackpool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. F- uh, look, I've never been to Blackpool or England for that matter, but apparently that's like the dumps over there, bro. In Blackpool, Blackpool is a hard town, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, fucking. Does that mean you know what, dude? You know, I just want to say one more thing about this Fight Club bullshit. Tell me, Moxley wouldn't be a good person to play in a new version of Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, he would. He'd he'd fit right in. Of I course. think he'd yeah, be he's... great in a movie like a Fight Club movie. I'm, I'm just saying. Yep, he's believably into violence. Like, yeah, you know, that's true. you believe that he actually likes violence. Well, it's his slogan: unscripted violence, bro. Good deal. Um, up next here, the entirely disputable era make their way to the uh, ring, holding other people's belts. You mean the bunch um, of thieves? Are we to believe that Tony Khan is so weak and so spineless that he can't get his company's property back after a full seven days? And that's a good point. But are we also led to believe that Hangman fucking Adam Page and Jungle Dick and uh, Lucha Dumb Cunt don't actually go for fucking... Like, what do they do? Did you see him? First of all, why do they run out with their fucking belts in the first place? So you go and help your boy last week. But they run out with their tag belts. Why? To sh- is it A, to show off? B, because, uh, I don't know, they want to show off still? Or C, was a show and tell at school? Because yeah, uh, I mean, it looked a lot sense? like Jeff Hardy dancing his way to the ring when he was out to, to save was, his brother. Like, right. hey, I'm going to help you in a second, Matt, but dun it dun it dun it dun it dun it Yeah, but see, I don't. the logic there just doesn't, like, you know what I mean? Because th- that's what it was going through my mind. Well, in my opinion, it serves you right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what happens when you fucking run out to help your boy, but you come out with your fucking belt. Well, yeah, you deserve to get your belt fucking yanked. You know what I'm saying? But more importantly, do they just sit there and allow this little fucking Smurf and his little fucking other two fucking Smurfs to take these belts and run away with them? Apparently, and it that's just exactly it. what happens. Um, they have exactly the kind of championship celebration you'd expect them to have. Um, it's really stupid. Paige shows up in a Tesla with horns. Yeah. You're so lame. JBL, bro. You're so lame, dude. Whose really... fucking idea was that? I-, I need to know. 
Seriously. I'm just saying, like, whose idea, who fucking thought in that fucking company, I know, I know how to get fucking Mr. Hangman Adam Page over. Let's get him out like JBL. We'll bring him out in a Tesla, though, because we're better than that, right? But we'll put horns on there anyway, and that's cowboy shit. It's shit shit. That's more like cow shit, bro. It's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's horse horse shit. And horse horse shit. shit. Horse shit, um, cow shit. It's listen, just listen. I get the appeal of the of the cowboy as a gimmick. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Especially right now, uh, there is a thing that's like really big for cowboys right now, and it's Yellowstone. <laughs> uh, Yellowstone is huge. The it's, national park, it's super popular. The show. You talking about the, the show? show. <laughs> right. The show. It's hugely popular right now. People love that fucking show. I love that fucking show. You know what's great about the characters who are cowboys in that show? They are tough. They don't give a fuck. And they're not a bunch of pussies. Okay. Mm-hmm. If on the next episode of Yellowstone, somebody showed up in a Tesla, it would be like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you pretentious asshole. That's how, that's how actually interesting cowboy characters would react to a Tesla with horns, you fucking fuck. children <laughs> yeah and they say Vince McMahon is out of touch <laughs> fucking hell like seriously if that was TK fucking writing this shit <laughs> booker of the year bro I don't care who it was it's bad it's like real bad and that's what puzzles me Chris are they taking the piss out of cowboys is that what's going on I, 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 I'm, I'm confused it feels like they're trying to amalgamate um, oh, wait I a minute. This? I figured it out. It's cowboys and robbers, bro. Cowboys and robbers. It definitely was this week. Think about um, it. it. It feels like, though, the overall gimmick, the overall portrayal of Adam Page is they're trying to have the cool factor of like, <laughs> cowboy characters. Cool. But <laughs> cool. Yeah, because like I said, man, you can have a cool cowboy character. You, you could, can. You you could have a guy. You could have a guy come out and be and you know dressed like that and just be like, yeah, like I'm here to kick some ass and that's all I'm here to do. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a cool cowboy character. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, that's what I he mean, was. Yeah, in many ways, but I'll call him more of an outlaw per se. But exactly, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. But that's what he needs to be an out fucking law, not a fucking yeah. He's anyway. he's an amalgamation of 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 cowboy and also, you know, just redneck. You know what I'm saying? Current, no, but current, not redneck. Even rednecks are tough people. Wait, like, I, I, who are we I talking about now? Hangman or Stone Cold? Hangman. Oh, hangman. sorry, I thought we were he, talking about Stone Cold. But yeah. he's this weird amalgamation of a cowboy character and also everything that is current era liberal politics. <laughs> like, you can't mix those two and make something cool. It just comes across as a fucking joke. Oof, that's hard. That's hard. And you know what? He is a school teacher after all. Yeah, well, that's so of very he's not liberal then. Exactly. Very un cowboy shit right there, bro. No, and it's like- fine. I'm not like listen, dude, you know me in terms of my politics, right? I, I try to be pretty centrist in this kind of stuff. You try, I think you try. everybody's kind of <laughs> stupid sometimes. I think everybody's got their brilliant moments. Of course. It's just being but, human, bro. That's you know but, what I'm saying? But we're in a business where we're selling people as dominant alpha male people, okay? So regardless of what people believe, there are certain traits 
that are alpha and mm-hmm. come across that way. And there are certain traits that just don't. And before anybody tries to get on my case about, well, you know, we're a society and we can mm-hmm. change what's alpha. No, we can't. No, we fucking can't. <laughs> no, because dominance alpha, hierarchies, <laughs> because dominance hierarchies among mammals have existed since mammals existed. Okay. The idea that the big, that the biggest, that the toughest, that the strongest, that the, that the most stoic, that the most heroic guy is the guy to lead literally goes back to before human beings fucking existed. Right. It's, it's a little thing called ego even, Chris. So the, the whole idea that, oh, we're going to change what we're going to change it. And now caring about the environment is alpha no it isn't huh. no it fucking is not it's no. fucking not it's it, it's it's, it's cities, fine cities. that you care about the fucking environment i'm not saying you shouldn't care about the environment but that is not fuck avia is yeah you know whatever we'll see what happens you know maybe the world will die and maybe it won't but right now i'm going to take care of what i need to take care of not we need to all be really worried and you need <laughs> to make sure you're recycling your your plastics <laughs> oh and, god Look at my yeah. Tesla. That's <laughs> fucking lame. It's always going to be lame. I'm sorry. That's never going to be cool. That will never be considered alpha by the majority of the population because uh-uh. that shit is not a construct of our society. That shit has literally existed since the dawn of fucking time. Where's Carlito when we need him, bro? It's not cool. Because um, you know what? He would spit on the face of Hangman trying to be cool. Absolutely. Um, all right. So Paige shows up. He handles them all pretty handedly, which great. He can beat up three guys. Jurassic cool. <laughs> Express show up and join the beat down. Uh, look at our faces. Four on three. Just just valiantly defeating the the evil heels, the three evil heels with the four of them getting their belts back. Oh, fuck. And you know what, man? I hate doing this, man. I hate doing this because really, if you put the bullshit aside, right? It's not a bad show. I, I, I'll say that again. It wasn't a bad show, but I'm sorry. This bullshit keeps on coming up. Maybe we're just too picky. I don't know. Maybe we're not used to being clowned around like this. I mean, or are we? Because that's what they're doing, bro. Like, they're fucking... They're treating us like idiots. Yeah. Or um, I feel like an idiot sometimes. I mean... It's completely bipolar, dude. We've said that <laughs> since you. we've said that since the beginning. It is bipolar booking. It's up, it's down, it's it's uh you know, it's Side. great and then it's terrible Side. and then it's like yeah. it's like, dude, like can we get some fucking consistency, please? Like right. even if it's just right. gonna be kind of mediocre but wrestling, I'm okay with that. But you know, you have a you have a really good opening match with CM Punk uh and Max Caster. I mean, I won't say the match was great, but the, the whole segment was was good like it made me go oh okay oh, it was cool good, i'm yeah. excited for i'm ex- i'm excited for aw tonight um uh moxley's segment was good uh uh brian uh, brian danielson's match was good there were some really good things about this show and we've called out what was good but we're gonna call out when things are bad too and when you have you know the 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 valiant faces <laughs> who you know team together and defeat the evil villains four on three um <laughs> it completely undermines the whole fucking story it makes your it makes your heroes look like they need extra backup in order to beat the heels and also it makes them look like they're clever and not 
courageous like yeah and we're not talking about even courageous either <laughs> no just saying but it's true you're right man i mean uh, i'm puzzled man i mean is this professional wrestling in 2022 is that what because i refuse to accept that shit bro it's so bad it like and, it, and it's just like i said sometimes it's so simple it's like you know uh when vet was on a, a couple like a, a, a little while ago he, he had asked me he was like you know did you ever do like were you ever involved in pro wrestling and no right. i've never never had a job with pro wrestling i've never done anything like that but i'm a storyteller right and as oh, a storyteller, I understand that your good guys valiantly fighting off the bad guys who are three. It's like, do you not understand simple fucking like storytelling? Do you not understand what makes something courageous and what doesn't? Like, are you really Please. this clueless about just the human condition that you think that people are going to cheer when 16 good guys beat up the one bad guy that's that's your baby face now bro like they're just a bunch of bitches it's awful anyway speaking of bitches let's move on to the women's <laughs> champion um thunder rosa oh, nice. comes out to talk to tony and i'm not saying thunder rosa's a bitch i i wholeheartedly support thunder rosa as a as a talent she's great so, so am i but you know what bro she's getting exposed like a motherfucker right now man and she sucks on the promo i don't care what anyone says bro but please continue yeah she's not a great promo uh she comes out to talk to tony hey. um she doesn't just tony. want to be the face of the company she wants to be the face of women's wrestling cool. yeah the, but doesn't me, she yeah. want to be the but doesn't she want to be the faces of women's wrestling since she's got like one half painted True. and one half not um she 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 basically says you know she's ready for nyla rose at one point she calls nyla rose senorita which makes me question if if thunder rosa knows how to speak spanish because that's not the right word um yeah it's not senorita <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah speaking anyway. of <laughs> anyway chris please continue anyway ftr are backstage they challenge the young bucks for some reason that's literally my notes for some reason <laughs> we why? already talked Who, about this right Who why the fuck knows <laughs> we don't get it i don't get it chris doesn't get it i, I just don't get it if anyone does get it please tell us because <laughs> i want to know yeah, they're, they're challenging the Young Bucks to see who's the real best tag team in the world. But they're also but they're also next week challenging damn boys to see who's the real best tag team yeah. in the world. But also AEW's current tag team champions are the Jurassic Express, who hold a claim to being the best tag team in the world since they're the champions. And they're about to defend against Red Dragon, who might be the best tag team in the world there's a lot of best tag teams in the world is all i'm saying and uh this makes no fucking sense no i just uh, uh yeah it just doesn't make sense like we say this all the time but this episode in particular is the epitome of bipolar booking i'll say it once again it really is dude and the next segment does not get any better in that oh. uh in that in in that sense it's the owen hart uh invitational uh foundation women's uh tournament uh which i would have thought they would have done more to to big up owen 
in this. I would have thought that they would have had yeah. somebody come out to officially start off the tournament or, you know, have a video package or something. They just went right into it and it was just, you know, oh, this is this match is is the opening round of the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. Should okay. have been called uh, I just broke your neck fucking tournament. I would have popped to that. It would have been, that would have been great. <laughs> uh the bunny comes out and uh and uh. the 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 special uh the 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 special surprise is it's Tony Storm. Um who Yeesh. let's be let's be I mean let's be fair to everything about this segment. She got a really good ovation from the crowd. They were very mm-hmm. excited to see her. Yeah. It could have been better um, though, dude. I'm not gonna lie. And then, then the match started, and no one gave a shit, bro. So there's a huge ovation for Storm. Um, she chokes up a little bit before she even comes out. It was a very nice moment. I was happy to see that. I'm, I'm happy to see people be happy in professional wrestling. I really am. No, um, no doubt. But was she crying out of fucking how bad that debut was? Was she I crying? That, that the bunny gave her the the match of her life. I think that, yeah, I think that there's a very good possibility that she was crying on her way to the ring because she was like, ah, oh, fuck, now I got to go have a match at the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. You don't do that, man. Not 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 with Tony, man. Not, not with Tony on her debut fucking match yep. against Ellie the fucking bunny. Uh... And listen, Storm is not special in that she's not able to get a good match out of the bunny. Nobody's uh, been able to get a no good match bunny. out of her in like three fucking years. So it this is not a thing where I'm going, oh, Tony Storm sucks. She's she's overrated. No. I'm not doing that yet. You you need to put her in the ring against somebody who can actually go. You like I don't know why they're restarting this shit with Serena Deeb, especially when they've got real people coming in. Why not uh, have hey. Deeb and Storm? Like Yeah, no, nah, look, I can understand. I can understand why they would hold off on that because, look, this is the worst kept secret. I knew, I was saying it all day. Like, as I was watching Dynamite, I'm like, it's going to be Tony Storm. It's going to be Tony Storm. It's going to be Tony Storm. To my surprise, it still surprised me. It was Tony Storm. But uh, as far as Serena Deeb goes, look, man, you want to, let's be really, really honest. Right now on that AEW women's roster, is it fair for me to say there's about, three good professional wrestlers women wrestlers on that roster let's be honest including tony storm now maybe four uh oh i think i think a power shoot is pretty good no sheeta is in my three okay well who are your three sheeta deeb and storm now what about baker Oh, yeah, sorry, Baker too. No, no, no. Okay, I'll take that back. But I'm talking about truly great workers in the ring. Baker's great oh, at yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah, okay. I'm talking yeah. about as in terms of in-ring, and Baker's no, improved leaps and bounds. As far as star power goes, Baker's on a different level, right? Like, and we're talking yeah, about character I, development-wise, like, you know. Yeah, I think that's a fair list then. I think your right. three is exactly right, yeah. So... That's it. Like, so you can't really throw really fucking Deeb and Storm straight at it. But Storm is a great addition to this women's roster because they oh, really needed, is. they really needed someone with her sort of uh, talents to like you know join that women's roster because it brings a lot of credibility at least to that division. 
but they've still got a long way to go, man. So I would separate it. And what's going on with Deep and Sheeta anyway? Uh, didn't they restart that shit? Yeah, three weeks ago. Three or so. weeks ago, bro. And then what? This has been this has been my consistent argument with AEW. Three I, fucking weeks ago, Chris. I just used that word on purpose, by the way. Oh, it's nice. been my consistent argument. Been it's there been it's no been. consistency in right. AEW. Like yeah. fuck, man. You want to you want to build a star? The number one thing you need in order to build a star in wrestling is consistency. You need to see them all the time. Dude, Edge and Christian used to sometimes get like 30 fucking seconds backstage to just play a kazoo. Kazoo, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great days too, man. And that shit was good. Just them playing yeah. the kazoo, bro. That's right. Think and it was it. consistent. Their characters, they, they, they were the same fucking characters, right? I mean, sure, they came in as vampires or whatever. But other than that, they, and then they, they were became, pretty good. Dude, where's my car? Dude. That's right. <laughs> but they were, dude, where's my car for a long fucking time. Oh, for that. a long fucking time, bro. For no doubt. Good, solid consistency in the characters, right? And right. so you knew what you were going to, ex- you knew what you could expect. And you, you could expect at least a moment with those guys on basically every Monday Night Raw, right? For sure, every definitely. single night you were going to see them, right? Um, that's how you build stars. And they need to figure out how to do things like that on this show. I know they're very, very focused on having 20-minute matches. And listen, if it's the main event, if it's a really, if it's a good match, if it's a, if it is an important match, I'm all for the good 20-minute, 15-minute matches, right? I'm all for having even a, a five-minute, you know, you know, quick match. But like, for instance, Tony Storm versus the Bunny. Who's the bunny? The bunny hasn't done anything in AEW. She hasn't won anything. She hasn't beaten anybody. So if Tony Storm is mm, meant to be taken serious, <laughs> yeah. So if Tony Storm is meant to be taken serious as a contender, she needed to come in there and be like the bunny. <laughs> Here's my finisher. Go home. I agree, bro. One hundred percent. But yet we had a fucking twenty minute bomb burner. It felt like. A barn burner. Holy fuck. I Literally, wish I could have burnt bro. that barn. This went Jeez. way too long. Way, way too, too long. fucking long. And it was way too 50-50, bro. Yep. Like, already, are you going to kill this girl's momentum, bro? She's, like, the hottest thing right now that's not signed to any company up until this point, including her OnlyFans, is absolutely making a killing, bro. And yeah, this is how dude. you debut Tony Storm. <laughs> I want to laugh. I want to laugh, bro. And that's why when Again, I saw it crying this is not the how I would, would debut Tony Storm. Not at all. And it's a joke, dude. It's a joke. And you know what's funny? She left WWE, right? She just walked out. Like, she'd done a Jeff Hardy pretty much, right? Just walked out without even notifying him that she was leaving. She just took off, right? And you like, know I'm why? I'm going back because, to fucking Australia, mate. Right, yeah, but she was sick of, like, the way she was being handled. Even though she was in the highest spot in WWE and she was feuding with Charlotte, she was just over that shit. Mm-hmm. Yet here we are right now. <laughs> if I was her, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, she gave up on that in order to go 50-50 for 15 minutes with the bunny on her debut. Great. I'd rather get pie-faced by Charlotte Flair, you know, like in a near a main event spot in WWE than fucking go 50-50 with the bunny, bro. Straight up. I mean, Speaking of pie faces from Charlotte Flair, shout outs to RBV just for shout the hell of it. RBV, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Um, 
Yeah, Storm wins with a pile driver that they called a Storm Zero. That looked bad, dude. I felt like she spiked it for a minute, man. Yeah, but it was a pile driver. Right, that's true. Like, that's becoming in again, that move, bro. Suddenly everyone's fucking doing it. That's fine. I'm fine with people using the pile driver. Me too. Why did they call it a Storm Zero? It's called a pile driver. So wait, wait, wait. What the storm fuck are zero. you talking about? How does a Storm Zero make sense? So are we saying like there was no storm? Storm Zero. Or Why like, Zero? I don't. I. <laughs> the whole thing is fucking stupid. Why are you calling that move anything other than a pile driver? It's like when Bobby Roode does the DDT, right? It's just a fucking DDT. When, you know, I couldn't even remember what the fuck. I can't remember what Moxley calls his fucking finish. Because in <laughs> my mind, it's a double-arm DDT. No, wait a minute. What is that fucking move? Yeah, it's a double-arm DDT. And I believe Raven used to do the same move, the even flow DDT. The even flow was a little different, but like again, just a DDT. Like it's a DDT. A modified DDT. That's what they would call it. Right. Yeah. Modified DDT. That's what it really is, right? Yeah. It's totally fine to say, hey, there's a modified DDT that they call, you know, whatever. Cool. If you're gonna do something a little different. But if you straight up give somebody a pile driver and then call it the 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 storm from space heaven, you're like, no. (laughs) No, that was is, a pile driver. That, is it? Well, is it just me? It sounds like a fucking new flavor of Coke, bro. Storm Zero. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking awesome. Seriously. Uh, anyway, a pile driver doesn't need a new mo- a, a new name. You just you don't have to do that. You, you're not going to have somebody finish somebody off with a suplex and then be like, oh, he hit him with it. No, he hit him with a suplex. At that least suplex. call it. Right, a suplex. I mean, at least if you're going to call it a gimmick fucking name at least call it like a storm driver or a fucking screwdriver for you know yep right exactly bailey like to belly something right like something yeah. like along those if you if they must go gimmick you know what i mean yeah if you're gonna gimmick it up at least do it interestingly and again like make sure that people know what's going on in terms of you know this is a pile driver you know the storm zero pile driver the, the even is fine fuck Fucking hell, man. I know, man. And that's the thing, because I want to fucking... Like I said, man, the only way you can enjoy this shit... And I do. I enjoy most weeks, right? But that's because, even though I'm self-consciously seeing what's happening, like, in terms of this bullshit, you just got to, like, not think about it while watching this show, even though we are, because we're doing the show right now. Uh But really, to enjoy it, you got to just block that shit out. And just watch it for what it is. Otherwise, you'll be going crazy, bro. I know, but I can't watch stuff like that. I can't I read know. stuff like well, that either. Like I, if I'm if I'm reading a book and something is completely nonsensical, I'm completely out. I'm oh, like, me too. Especially a book, bro. Come on. <laughs> you know, or if you're watching a movie and something happens and you're like, that that's that that's not like that's completely different from how it should have been like i'm sorry dude like let's let's i'm gonna get into this a little bit like the mcu was good up until Endgame, and then everything since then has been shit like the only thing that marvel has done that's been good in the last like two fucking years is that spider-man movie everything else has been woke messaging which has got no business being in those type of fucking films just be honest man people want to watch that shit for what it is not for fucking politics man that's right i want to see a cool superhero story yeah i I don't i don't want the winter soldier 
or I don't want the Falcon to be like, you need to do better, Senator. No, shut the fuck up. Sh- shut up and go fly somewhere. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm watching this fucking movie for. You know what I mean? That's what I'm watching this fucking story for. Or like Loki goes away, goes away and he just gets exactly. It's like everything just has to be so fucking full of like garbage and completely missing. And innuendo and like fucking and politics and just garb, bro. Like just it's trash. It's trash, man. And and really, for real, I don't enjoy shit like I used to, man, because shit ain't the same. No. No, and everything seems to be so much about like the underlying message, and it's like, could we please just get a story that's a story? Like, and they think they're fucking smart by doing fucking scripts like that, right? Get the fuck yeah. out of here, man. It well, it's like I said, dude. Listen, like, like here's the thing, right? Like, um, like I've I've started different like different stories and stuff like that, right? And like, uh, I have multiple characters of different races ethnicities sexualities i've got a character like like that i've already got a few chapters for and it's like it's she's almost like a superhero sort of thing ah, i and, see what you did and, there chris <laughs> yeah she's almost like a almost superhero superhero but also she's bisexual and i write her as I a bisexual character do you does know she, what i'm saying does she end up like leaking out a lot of rugs I, I mean, I don't get like, explicit <laughs> joking, with I'm it because that's not the kind of story I'm trying <laughs> well, to write. Oh, fuck, bro. Come on. See, now, now you're doing the TK, bro. If she's going to be a boy, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but that's just it. Because, because real bisexual people, they don't sit around and obsess over the fact that they're bisexual. They have dreams and goals and things that make them the person that they are. And also they're bisexual, right? Like if you were to describe, if, if, if you were to ask me to describe myself, right, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm a father. That's the first thing for me, right? <clears throat> I'm a storyteller. Um, I, you know, I like to learn things. There's lots of different things that make me me, right? And somewhere down the line there, like I'm also straight, right? But that's not to me like sure, a defining please. characteristic of me. No, I'm yeah, sure. No, no. Like oh, no, I'm, I'm joking, 100% bro. straight. Even if you were, man, it's all good, bro. You still No, I get boy. it. I get it. But I'm just saying like I like I'm 100% straight. Like people say like people say sexuality is it's a spectrum. I'm all the way over there on the spectrum. I got zero gay, right? Like zero. I don't have any of it. But like <laughs> But it's like but but it's like that's oh, not man. my that's not really like an important part of my personality, right? So if you want to write if you want to write a story and include you know gay characters or uh, you know multi ethnic eth- ethnic ethnic ethnicity ethnicity if you want to if you want <laughs> to have multi ethnic ethnic characters <laughs> that's fine, but don't have that be their defining characteristic because that's not reality, right? Right. Your black like your like your black friend is not like is not sitting around going, Yeah, I'm black and that's super important. Like I'm black and that's what I am and I'm and I'm no, like your friend is is thinking about like what's important to them. They're thinking about their job or their family or their goals or their their dreams, their aspirations. It's not like it's not like I'm black and that's and that's and that's exactly who I am and that's all I am and that's the way these characters are getting written in these stories yeah, sometimes yeah, it's true, and it's like man. dude can we like just get some fucking subtlety right yeah no, you're right you man know? and that's what's ruined all this shit man it's ruined everything man and that's why can't we just get back to the 90s where we didn't give a fuck exactly anyway oh, next really? up here next up here we got Nyla Rose uh he continues Speaking his verbal assault bisexuals. on Thunder Rosa um 
great heat here. Uh, you know, with the man versus woman thing, it Bitch. reminds me very much of uh, of the Jeff Jarrett and uh, and China uh, feud. Uh-huh. So we're gonna get a fucking um, good housekeeping that? A match. Yeah, that's it. A good housekeeping match. Fuck yeah for the for the fucking TNT Championship, bro. I fucking hope so. That would be <laughs> that'd be great. All right, um, time for the main event, and I don't know if this is a wrestling match. Or just <coughs> Excuse spots, me, but- shit. Andrade versus Darby Allen. Uh, it doesn't start off as a match. It's just a fight as La Sombra beats up his man around the ring. Oh, he beat the shit out of fucking Derby. This is what Darby <laughs> matches are. Darby takes a shit kicking. And as um, it should be. The right man went over too, bro, actually. I agree. We'll get there. It's a Darby match. He mostly sells with some quick counters to keep it interesting. There's a bunch of outside crap. Andrade wins uh, with his DDT. AFO jump sting after the match. The Hardys make the save, blah, blah, blah. Most of this main event felt rushed and very samey because we just saw like these guys in the ring last week. They had a match, right? Like the, the four of them against the, a- oh, yeah, the AFO yeah. had a, a car crash of a match last week. So we just Ooh. did it. We're doing it again. But I do like that Andrade got the win. That's the right call. And- and not only was it the right call and that he got the win, but he really kicked the living shit out of Darby Allen, I felt like, bro. Like, really. And, he was being a bully in that match, as he should be. Absolutely. And he looks big. Like, big. He, he's, he's getting <laughs> thick. That dude is getting swole. <laughs> you said big, thick, and swole all in one sentence, bro. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We're not talking about his uh, package or is he? I don't know. But um, no, no, zero percent gay, zero. <laughs> I'm not on that spectrum. <laughs> Someone didn't know that. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's big, thick, and swole, definitely. And uh... yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> like, look at that fucking guy's body. It's like, dude. Like, I don't know, man. Like, even JL was like. Is it just me, Tony? But does he, he? He's he's looking a lot bigger than he used to look. <laughs> yeah, I think he literally said he's heavier than he's been at any point in in it's, in AEW. And it's, yeah, it's true, man. It's it's damn true. Like Kurt would say. I mean, seriously. I mean, but I like it, bro. He shouldn't call himself. You know, how he used to call himself La Sombra. He should be La Suola. Because La Suola. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Fuck it. He should just call himself Big Swole. Fuck it. I, <laughs> Tony should just come full circle with it. You know what? He's now called Big Swole. I don't care. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> Fuck. That's great. what you call heat, bro. <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh, uh, I am the Swole of the Swole. <laughs> you know what I mean? He starts to I am Grande Swole. <laughs> grande Swole. That's even better. Like El uh, Grande Swole. <laughs> Motherfucker. You know what I mean? The big swole, bro. <laughs> Literally. <Fuck. laughs> that is gold, bro. That is fucking good. Like, fuck it. He might as well call himself El Gigante at this point, bro. El Gigante. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Yeah, so overall the show, I mean, it is what it is with AEW, right? There's things miss. on here where it's like, I like it, right? I really, really like this. And then there's other things where it's like, God, this is fucking stupid. So stupid. Tony Storm needed to go in there and fucking demolish the bunny. The bunny is not some former champion who we're trying to push. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, they, they fucked up with Tony, man. And I hope from this day forth, 
they changed that because she needed to get a strong win under her bat. But more importantly, she should have had that strong win right off the bat, bro. Right. And it undermines other things on the card too. Like, okay, um, we're trying to get over the fact that Wheeler Yuta um, had an impressive showing against Brian Danielson, right? And part of why we're saying it was impressive is that Danielson didn't just beat him in four minutes, right? right? It was a back and forth match, right? The guy had his spots. So you're like, oh, like, wow, that's pretty good. And Danielson is already fucking bulletproof, right? He's Absolutely. untouchable. He is what he is. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Oh, 100%. I think he might be the best active wrestler in the world. Right now, um, you can make an argument for it, man. Definitely. He's definitely so, top three. So he's there, right? And you're trying to make the point that Wheeler Yuta had an impressive showing tonight because he was able to kind of stick with him, right? So wouldn't it make sense that usually an elite wrestler goes over against the non-elite wrestler in a quick manner, right? right. So that's the story that that's part of the story that you're telling, right? And then when you have the bunny go, you know, 10 minutes with with Tony Storm, it completely like waters down that message, right? Yeah, it, it defeats it, the purpose. It, it, exactly. It defeats the purpose. Cause you know, we're impressed by Wheeler Yuta because oh he's he held in there for 12 minutes. But see, right? at least Yuta can work though. You know what I mean? Was, you know, right. Ali's just garbage. Right. But bro. I just mean even in just in the storytelling of it, right? This right. is like the one sport where you can just tell a story, right? You can like you can create you can create you can change it you can do things you can change things up you can make things new right so why would you go oh look wheeler yuda so impressive he was able to go 12 minutes and then also you know have this woman's match go 12 minutes it's like are you telling me that the bunny's impressive because i didn't feel like that was what they were trying to tell so it no. undermines even the earlier portion of the of the show when you do this it, it, it's just Everything yeah. needs to like there's there's subtlety in storytelling. And if you're not doing it properly, then like I said, you're trying to write a you're trying to write a, a, a book where, you know, Schmilgo Schmaggins goes and, and destroys the the bracelet of power. Like Right. And that's the thing. If they had if there was context to this match where they're gonna go somewhere further with Ali, then fine. I get it. But like you just said, they're, they're not. They're not going to do anything with Ali. No, this is a no. nothing burger. They're right. going to move on with the tournament now. So why give her so much in the first fucking place? That, like you said, like why? Unless you're going to fucking do something with that, which they won't, then why? Like, why? <laughs> I'm still going to be asking why because yep. I don't understand. Like, And all it did to me was actually hurt tony in many ways because the crowd started not to give a fuck yep straight up you know what i mean and, I and, and that was cringing me big time man and that's what i mean again i hope dean malenko was not the agent i know i keep saying this but if he was the agent for this match ah uh, yeah <laughs> someone needs to uh, grab his hand bro yeah i don't i don't know who's booking this shit, but it's like there are there are simplistic things that you can do to to fix to it? just make this show better. Like, just just make it bearable. Do you know what I mean? I just I want to be able to watch the show and be like, oh, I like this. This wasn't so great, but it was okay. I really like this. This wasn't so great, but it was okay. I really like this. 
That's all I want. Right. I just right. want to it's be able to have fixes, man. It's just context. Give us a bit of context, man. Yep. This like Tony Storm arriving. That was big. It was like like I know it wasn't big news, but it was it like wasn't oh, as big is... as Andrade either. But still, <laughs> yeah, not that big. That not dude that is big. <laughs> fucking jacked. Um, <laughs> Swamp, I think there's swamp. not a wellness policy in AEW. Uh, oh, definitely not. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, maybe take a look at Triple H and remember how how your how your heart works. Um, Ooh. but uh, Ooh, nice. Tony Storm showing up was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I'm like, yeah, Tony Storm. Yeah, cool. Tony time all the time. Not anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah. And like, if Tony Storm would have come, like, it would have been way better if she would have come out. Right looked at the crowd and kind of choked up a little bit the way she did. That was cool. It was humanizing, right? Very cool moment. No, really though. It's a cool moment. You're right. You're right. Like a a regular person, right? Like, Oh, I'm, I'm a little emotional at this because this means something to me. Right. And you know, for her to come out and then, you know, three minutes, take care of the bunny and walk off, right. Celebrate in the ring and be like, yeah, like I'm here in AEW now. Right. That would have been great. As right. it is, they, they made it a 12-minute segment, and it was like, okay, this is stupid. Okay, there's only maybe one reason why the bunny got so much shit in. I'll tell you why. And you're probably going to love love it or hate it. Maybe because she's Canadian, Chris. That's right. Canadians are always just better than everyone, no matter what. So, like, our, our jobbers are still, <laughs> like, you know this far away from the elites from australia i'm saying like like jobbers from canada are like this close like i'm i'm serious man like you know cambosis better not fight a canadian he'll like even if the canadian he fights has a record of like 13 and 13 that canadian might whoop his ass i'm just saying i'm glad you brought up mr ferocious cambosis because as we speak he just landed in melbourne and there's a presser that's about to happen where he's going to announce his unification match here, right here in Melbourne at Marvel Stadium, mind you, fucking Marvel Stadium, right? Which is a dome, really. It's a it's a dome with a retractable roof. Mm. Where they're going to announce him versus Devin Haney, bro, for every friggin' bout there is in the lightweight division. So I'm just putting it out there. Sweet. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, great boxing, fantastic boxing. <laughs> go out and look up. Um, Absolutely. Go go out and look out look up this fight because it'll be great. Um, but sure. anyway, that's going to about do it uh, for AEW Dynamite. That's going to do it for us, Jimmy. Where can the people find you? Well, you can find me right here on the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Also, you can find both of us at Hamin Media Group and at channelattitude.com so look out for us after rampage where we will review rampage (laughs) on the on the uncaged rampage that is and also if you want to follow me you can follow me on twitter at dj mass effects and also at the pwc network i think that's about it chris sweet you can find me on twitter i am at chris ams one uh the number one not the word one because if you spell out one it might find somebody else who's not as cool as me um you don't want to find a negative one either um maybe Ah. i don't know um i don't think his name's chris ams i think his name is probably (laughs) something um but uh yeah chris ams one uh you can try to add me on facebook but like i said if you're 
if your profile picture is you holding a replica belt, I'm not adding you. It's not. It's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> no Mark yeah. Hard's allowed, all right? That's another way. No. <laughs> no. I, I can handle you if you're a wrestling fan and you have some intelligent things to say. You can be my friend. I've got some people on my friends list on my Facebook who are fans. Who I was going to say. Because they were fans. Right. I do. But they're cool people. Um, Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, for Jimmy T, I've been Chris Ams. You've been a lovely audience as always. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace the fuck out, homies. Sayonara.
Oh, Darby may need some help here tonight after seeing that. I boot in the corner, cracking Darby right between the eyes. We'll mention everything that Darby has come up with. Andrade Idolo has been able to absorb it. Everything. The code red, and he's still standing. Darby trying to will his way back into this fight. Open hand, palm strikes. Oh, see that? He just. But he can't afford to trade with Andrade. Andrade with that 65 pounds, 66 pound weight advantage. Good agree. Darby trying to weather the storm, but they are tearing off on one another. What a match! Bring your lunch. It's going to take a while. They finally did something wrestling. They locked up. Whoa! Down he goes in a heap. That's kind of his point about the weight advantage. It's very timely right now because, uh, you know, Darby's going to have one hell of a lot of time to, to regroup and win this thing. I got Andrade winning this match, Tony, if it continues like it is. I know. Bryce Remsburg administering the mandatory count. Nita may get up on this. Now that 10 count being delivered. Look at this. Darby, fate, he, he oh. pulled his shot and Andrade made him pay. That was uh, gnarly, dude. <laughs> to say the least, JR. Well, oh, Lordy. Yeah, Bryce Remsbury taking the belt away. Good move. Smart thing, but look at Darby. Oh! Just tripped out the legs of Andrade Alito, sending Andrade face first. Interesting takedown. Into the buckle. It comes over the top of the stunner. Darby with the opening. Far leg hook. No. And with everything he had, El Idolo able to get his shoulders off the canvas at least long enough to break the count, the pinning count. Which last time I looked was only three. Look at, look at Darby just dragging his legs behind him here as he tries to get up. And Darby looking like a wounded animal as he looks. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, and a backbreaker. Man, massive backbreaker. Good tight cover. But Darby's uh, heart would not allow that pin to take place and culminate. Those were the instincts of near or over 18 years of in-ring experience for Andrade. He landed that backbreaker and immediately dropped into the cover. I think Andrade knows that he needs to end this match just as badly as Darby Allen wants to end this match. Yeah, but also Andrade doesn't want to make any silly mistakes, leaving his feet voluntarily, for example. Like right now? Like right now could be it. Yep. That overhand chop stunning Darby on the top. Try to rain and down elbow strikes. Well, both men are just spent. You can understand why, man. You hear him breathing. Kind of disturbing, actually. Look at Darby fight. Darby trying to fight his way out of harm's way. Oh, what a crucifix! fix! And now Darby! Look at that Fujiwara arm bar! The submission can be at any moment, any heartbeat, any time. And Darby trying to open up the fingers of Andrade Alino and Jose, the assistant, is coming, but he doesn't realize that Sting was behind him. Sting was not going to be outsmarted by Jose. Or hose me. But inside the ring, Darby. Wrenching back and butchering the blade. Part of the Andrade family office coming to take out Sting. Look at Darby. 
Darvin trying to save the day here. Darvin takes out the butcher and the blade. Fans love it. Here in Columbia, South Carolina. And Darby charging in, looking for the carpet splash. Andrade rolls him through. Hooks on Briante. Oh, my God. Driver on the buckle. Big time buckle bomb. And now, got him a hook for El Idolo. Andrade's going to win it here. It's over. What a match. Oh, what this match. Andrade El Idolo. Tonight. What a night of AEW action. What an incredible main event that we saw. Come on, stop it. Stop it. Do we have to have this every time? You get the numbers game. Okay, I get it. The Butcher and the Blade going after Sting. And look at this Sting trying to fight them off. Drill woman, here comes Private Party, Isaiah Cassie, Mark Quinn. And now basically we got what? Six on two. Yeah, Six these, on two. These bad guys got no class. They're assaulting the legend's thing. Oh, oh, remember, next Wednesday night, it'll be butchering the blade versus these men. Manny and Jeff Hardy in a tables match here on Dynamite. Oh, the rip came off again. The Hardys are here in South Carolina. Oh, the Matt Hardy wheeling the chair and butchering the blade. Think better of it. But it's come down to that Excalibur. Chairs for defense. These numbers. These guys are running their number games, and sometimes it's disrupted. Mark Quinn. Boom! Delete! Mark Quinn received the twist of fate. Jeffrey Nero Hardy going up to not so rarefied air for him. Exciting broadcast you've ever been able to bring it right here. What a night, and it will continue this Friday night on TNT. We're going to kick it off in a huge way. The Young Bucks versus Todd Flip to kick off Rampage. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Inviting us to your home. Tony Giovanni, Excalibur, I'm
W. Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.